welcome to the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Christine Mills. On the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast, I feature entrepreneurs while I discuss ways you can grow your business today. Step onto the veranda, get a cup of tea, get comfortable, and let's talk shop. Let's do this. Welcome to the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Christine Mills. So excited again to continue our special of side hustles. So today we are going to continue this and drum roll, we are going to be talking about how to start a furniture flipping business. Yay! Super excited about this topic. Um, I am a daughter of of my father. He had a furniture business for many years and I've always been fascinated with interior design and furniture with good lines and um, I, he really brought that fascination with furniture um, to me so it's pretty cool like I on my spare time I'm always watching some design show and design magazines and I really love what people are doing with classic furniture and they're making it into like a masterpiece so today we're going to talk about ways that you can start a furniture flipping business and guess what? It's not as hard as it seems. So um, I came up with some tips of what you can do to start off. And the first thing is to create a goal and strategy. I mean, that's with anything that we do in life, right? But you really have to just get to nitty gritty. Like how many pieces of furniture do you plan to sell for the year? Um, what kind of furniture do you want to specialize? You know, some people, they specialize in mid-century design, very clean lines, and that's their market. Other people are very much into French preventicle and, and other, some other people are really into like the British antiques, um, or some people are just into like, you know, furniture with lots of curves and legs. So you have to figure out what's going to be your sweet spot. Are you going to be that furniture flipper who has a robin egg blue colors on their dressers or the latex red pieces um so you have to really be clear on what your mission is going to be you could start small with just nightstands or you could do dressers or chest of drawers um are you going to do a farmhouse style which is very interesting or are you going to be more modern or sleek uh what are your prices are you going to be more lower end mid or high are you going to start off high lux or are you just going to be to common man and test the market um where would you sell the furniture that's another thing and where would you buy um and what kind of markup are you looking at like are you looking at selling furniture to afford a family trip at the end of the year you're looking to sell furniture to pay off some student loans you have to decide because based on what your goal is it'll be a lot easier when you're selling your pieces of what you're um what you're looking for your prices and how fast can you turn out these furniture? You know, that's another thing. You might say that you want to sell 27 pieces and then you find that um, it takes a while to work on one piece. And we're going to go into that a little bit as well. Uh, The second thing you have to consider is to develop a marketing strategy. You know, um, how will people know about what you do? So it goes back again to the category your furniture will be priced. Um, Are you going to be luxury or low budget? Will you market it accordingly? You know, Instagram, I think is an obvious choice. There are tons of 
people out there who are, you know, showcasing the pictures of, you know, their latest furniture design and um, they're shipping it from, you know, wherever they are to the rest of the country. Um, so that's good. I've also seen people using TikTok um, to show the process of, um, you know, creating your furniture pieces. Um, and I've noticed that lots of small businesses are starting to use that platform. Um, and then another thing you could do, you might not be an influencer on Instagram, right? Maybe you're over there with 100 followers or 50 followers or 500. Look for people who have some kind of influence and try to see how you can align with them. And that way they could be your, um, your, your mouthpiece for your furniture. Um, how about some local interior designers? Or stagers, you know, those are markets that you could go into and say, hey, you know, maybe we could collaborate with my pieces and then um, you could sell my pieces while you're doing your design. Um, interior designers are always looking for unique pieces to put in spaces as well as stagers. Um, some other outlets you could use um, consist of Etsy, uh, First Dibs, Cherish. Um, cherish, when I say cherish, it's not cherish the love. It's not that cherish, but it's cherish, like uh, a chair-ish, C-H-A-I-R-I-S-H. Uh, Facebook Marketplace, um, offer up, and just take lots of beautiful pictures. Get really creative and fun with it. The third thing um, is you got to go shopping. You got to get your supplies together. And uh, I could go on and on about you know, you got to get this sandpaper and this sander, milk paint, acrylic paint, all of that. But I'm a nerd, right, by nature. And I think the best thing to do is to just pick up a book, go on YouTube and see what people are using. But I have two books that you could start off. Well, actually three. One is Inspired You, Breathing New Life Into Your Heart and Home by Marion Parsons. Really good book. I actually got that a while back. Um, another one is Rescue, Restore, Redecorate, Amy Howard's Guide to Refinishing Furniture and Accessories by Amy Howard. And the third one is Furniture Makeovers, Simple Techniques for Transforming Furniture with Paint, Stains, Paper, Stencils, and More by um, Barb Blair. So I'm going to put those three books in the show notes. I think has a ton of resources if you're just starting out of how to do it. All three of those women that I discussed in those books, they've been there. They've done that. Marion Parsons, she started a milk paint company and did very well with it. She has since sold it, but she's inspired lots and lots of people to take matters in their own hands and to really just breathe some new life into new pieces and even to start businesses. Amy Howard is another um, great interior designer who um, she and her husband pivoted uh, from a, a furniture, a regular furniture store to actually refurnishing furniture and teaching people how to re restore and rescue pieces, which I think her story is fascinating. And Barb Blair, I mean, if you look at that book, Furniture Makeover, she is like so talented and creative with how she redoes her furniture. So again, like the gist of it really is sandpaper and getting a good sander and um, depend, uh, trying to decide on what kind of paint you want to use 
and all that. But those books will be really great resource for you to get started. Um, fourthly, a great time to find the furniture and to restore it. I like to thrift. You know, I think it might be a bit hard for you going to side business if you don't like to thrift, if you don't like to stop by that garage sale, that estate sale, um, you don't like to peruse on websites to try to figure out where you could get um, a good piece to start off with. Again, this series is for you just to, you know, think about different avenues. So if you're listening to this and you're like, this is me, you might be listening to this like, oh, I don't know if I want to put all that work in. But if for those who will like to get in, it's very important to have time to look for the furniture and you want to get the furniture as cheap as possible with quality um you don't want like furniture that's not real wood because there's nothing you could do with it but within reason so um you know you want to look for pieces of furniture that, that has good lines that's classic that could fit in anyone's home um if it, you might need to add some elbow grease to it but again there is that time factor so you have to allocate time to look for the pieces and you also have to allocate time to work on the piece. Like I do this as a hobby and I have a dresser that I've been restoring for a while. So a business like this may not be perfect for me. <laughs> I just like to tinker, but you have to be very conscious of the time because the longer it takes for you to work on your piece, that's money that you're losing. So make sure you have enough time to look for the piece as well as working on the piece. And if you're trying to make this a you know side business, you should give yourself about a week to turn out a piece. And that way you can start marketing as fast as you can. So if you're like sitting on a piece for three months, that's not really a side hustle because you're already losing money. Something to think about. Places to buy to start off flea markets, thrift stores, offer up um craigslist garage sales and um make it fun you know pump some music and get going when you start working on these pieces because it takes time and lastly 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 and you could apply this to life right be patient there's always a learning curve when starting a new business even a side hustle so be gentle with yourself and be patient your first finished product may not be the best but you will get there. And, you know, if you're looking for some doses of inspiration, pick up a design magazine and see what people are buying, what people are looking into. Maybe Hunter Green is a color. Maybe you might envision your dresser in a nursery. Maybe it might be like a light blush pink or a teal green or it might be a navy. You have to find out, like, picture these items in different parts of someone's home so that it doesn't take much convincing. They want to buy your piece. If this was helpful, please let me know. Rate and review the show. I would love to get feedback. Thank you so much. I'm so thankful for each of you who continue to listen to the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast day in and day out. God bless and be blessed.